Anchor.fm is the best podcast streaming platform and hosting platform out there on the internet. Everything's free uh, to upload, free to download, free to listen. Uh, They give you an ad right off the rip for you to make sure uh, that you're making some money. Uh, But the big thing, it's free. You can edit it right through the right through the app itself Um, it's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one place Um, but the big thing is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today oh yeah see we didn't even have to do the television one this time because we were because we're ready yeah we were ready to go it is early morning it's early morning and coffee my brain still can't you start counting and i'm like what do do these numbers mean and then i kind of like float off and that's it. Every time you're like three, two, one, and we're live. And I'm like, and we're what? Joe's cre- uh, is committing time fraud right now. Um, he is stealing from his company. Um, I'm on vacation time. So it is 10 uh, or just shy of 10 a.m. Central uh, Daylight Savings Time. Or no, it's standard time now. Daylight yeah, Savings I, is done. I hate to do this, but I have to go. I have to go, you know work do you work yeah really no (laughs) (laughs) that would have been been so annoying that's just the entire podcast is just two minutes (laughs) like not even like 30 (laughs) seconds and i'm like all right guys sorry (laughs) just like but that'd be a fun like for the patreon only you can sit here and watch joe work for seven hours (laughs) (laughs) i would love to do stuff like that like today's patreon is just ray mowing his grass I don't have to mow the grass. That's the, that's the glory of living in an apartment. Oh, so I don't mow my grass either. I live in an apartment. I don't know why I assumed. I was like, Ray looks like a house guy. <laughs> so- you, I mean, I used to have to do it on the... <laughs> don't stereotype me, all right? I'm going to put um, you in a box, a literal box that is a house. Yeah, with... I wrote, like, this shitty poem. Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll, like... So, like, battle raps are something that I'll write every once in a while. We've already touched on this. Um, but, like, I'll just be, like, too high or something and be, like, I've got, I've got like, it's not a joke. It needs to be written down. And it was, like, this whole thing about how, like, white picket fences are just uh, prison bars. <laughs> it was, like, this whole thing. <laughs> it was like i'm not fine i'm not reading that one on here the the rap was already uh too embarrassing i'm not reading my shitty poetry i i just like imagine you in like a either like a thick cardigan or like a smoking jacket sitting on like like in an armchair with one of those desks that comes over the armrest you know what i mean i need one now yeah like your glass of whiskey you're writing your your slam poetry about picket fences (laughs) you're crying a little bit desperate housewives is on in the background (laughs) like you're like it's, it's honestly you're not that far off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's usually like a shitty sweater. Um, I would have just gone outside and enjoyed some uh, legal marijuana. I, I bought it legally from a, a a store. It's not legal where I live, but I bought it legally and then brought it where I live. Um, and then I will be sitting there. It's usually like the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. Um, and then something will like pop into my brain and I'll pull out my stupid notebook and I'll write it down and then I'll look at it later and be like, this is all trash. Like it's, it's not good, but like, it made me feel good. (laughs) That's the, I think the weirdest thing I do along those lines is watching sports. Like I get stressed easily and I'll get really stressed when I watch sports. So if I'm alone in my apartment 
I'll play guitar during it uh, and like make songs about how the Browns suck. Usually it's how like the Browns suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're very bad. And I don't think anybody will witness that. And I don't think anybody should ever have to witness that because it's not good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like I this season, even though the Browns are good, like I'm just so used to them not being good. So like the whole game is stressful, like the Sunday night game. It was against the Giants. We beat them by 14. It wasn't even close. Um, and like I was just sitting there like a nervous wreck the whole game. And well, just like yeah. you're just used to it going south. So that the Ravens game was the most stressful game all year, I think, when we lost. Oh, yeah, one. for sure. Like I, I was like my, like my girlfriend would like come in. I was like, just don't talk to me. Like this is not going to go well for anybody. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a wreck right now. I watched it in my living room and I was so stressed that I had my guitar and then I like walked into my bathroom and was just standing in the bathroom playing guitar and then I was like what the fuck am I doing in here and then I could hear the neighbors next door in the house next door yelling and I was like something happened so then I would have to run back in the living room and check the score and it was just like it's too much. Also, if you just jumped on the podcast, welcome back to the Browns out of town podcast. My name is Ray Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you made that joke because I was a minute away from doing it. <laughs> and the best part is like the best part is like we skipped on recording an episode yesterday. So I was like, we can just pull up the outline. We'll make this a two for one. Like we'll make this a two for <laughs> instead of us doing our own podcast. I will do the Browns out of town podcast and then you can just sit there and, and watch it. I don't know any, like, I'm not a technical football guy. I just know what wins and losses are. That's it. That's smart. We're having, uh, I mean, not to advertise for my other podcast on this podcast. Please. um, But Zoltan Kazas is supposed to be on the podcast next week. So unless something comes up, um, that'll be fun. He was too busy to uh, do this one, I guess. It's fine. I didn't even ask. No, it's, Um, it's cool. I get it. You know, we're new. You know, yeah, it's it's we're new. We're still trying to figure it. it out. And, but like, I'm also like, like we got along well enough where like I think we're like buds, but like we're not like friends. Like we're friendly, and I didn't want to be like, hey, do you want to come do like my brand new podcast that I don't even know what it is yet? Like it's a cult, we know that, but I don't want him to like maybe be attached with our cult. But like he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I was like, this is a perfect way for him to like come on like the Browns podcast. And then, like, get a little bit more FaceTime with him and him to, like, realize that I'm not just, like, taking advantage of, like, his name to blow up, like, my side projects. That's fair. Which I kind of am, but, like, you, there's, yeah. like, a reason for him to be on there. <laughs> but only because he's a Pittsburgh fan, obviously. Well, I mean, we're playing the Steelers next week. So, like, it's... Yeah, it's they're a garbage team anyways like, from a dumpster yeah, town. And he's out of town. So, like, he fits, like, the things. Like, he lives in San Diego. So, like, it, it fits the whole, like, he lives in San Diego? idea of it. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed he was, like, a San Diego guy. He looked like he's, like, one of those people that still lives in, like, I thought he was from Nashville for some reason. He um, started, like, his mom, like, let's say, this is the Zoltan Kazis, uh podcast. Um but he was like born in Hungary or something and was like moved over here with his mom and they like set up in Pittsburgh and then he ended up in San Diego at some point. I don't know his story that tightly, but just that's what I know. I mean, that's like very, uh, he was probably like this close to being from Cleveland. Cause like my dad grew up in Yugoslavia and they moved to Cleveland. So that's like, there's a huge like Slav community in Cleveland. I don't know if you knew that or not. 
Yeah, I did. Um, one of my is that like the same? It's not the same thing, but um, what's the? It's like some like wonky, um, like church that's up there too. Like it's not like Slavic church. Like um, fuck, I can't even think about it. Like this chick that like my uh college girlfriend <laughs> hung out with. There's like a uh, lot of she, churches in Cleveland. We're kind of that's like our thing. Well, she did like some like wonky like Eastern European dancing thing up there, and it was like for some church, like some religious church. I forget what it was. It's not Hungarian. It was something different, and it was Serbian? like super interesting. I think that's it. Yeah, there's like there's like two or three different Saint Sabas because that's apparently the only Serbian saint, and they fucking love that guy. Yeah, yeah my dad, Serbia, my, yeah. my dad, very that's Serbian. Yeah, and he like never. We never had to do that stuff. We we like would go to the festivals for the food, and that was it. We would never go to church, <laughs> which is such a baller move. Yeah, I like. I I miss. I mean, I, I know it's COVID. It's not Wisconsin, but I miss like German festival and like Irish festivals and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what my background is. Like, I'm just like a white person. Like, it's just. <laughs> Like, and I even think, like, my mom told me once, like, I was, like, part German, part English. So, it's, like, the two most boring ones. Like, it's not even cool. So, it's just, oh. like, all right, cool. I'm just, like, a white guy. Germany um, was very not boring for a long time. They kept the world pretty spicy. I mean, for a while. Like, but they've only, like, hung out together. Like, Germany's only been, a like, a tight country for literally maybe 100 years. Like, they, like, just got together. And they're, like, you know what? Like, we got together. We could just take over this whole goddamn thing. Like, and, and I almost like, yeah, I mean, obviously like killing a bunch of people uh, is not a good idea, but like, I respect them being like, Hey man, like why? Like we just figured it out. It's like when Jay-Z and Beyonce got together and they were like, Hey, if we can figure it out, why don't we just take over the whole world? That is the funniest comparison I've ever heard is the unification of Germany to Jay-Z and Beyonce. (laughs) yeah i mean like both are cool <laughs> yeah like like they're <laughs> they're both cool they both had their thing going on one was a little country one was a little bit rock and roll they got together and then they were just like what well, we could take this whole damn thing down oh my god dude i mean that's such a stretch i can't get over that i'm trying to like think of another thought but just like like, no, the, it's like, like they it, brought like it's two separate tribes of like no, Germany, I get it. like Jay Z, Beyonce, and then all they need was like a like just a magnifying or like a magnetic leader to like push them forward. Guess who it was? Kanye West. <clears throat> what I'm what I'm saying is if the timeline was reversed, <laughs> okay? <laughs> if the the history of the world, the timeline's backwards. It's so funny to me, like the thought of Hitler sitting in a conference room and being like, and we are the Jay-Z and Beyonce of the world. <laughs> and we will win. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're, their friggin' song is just Halo or whatever. That's the only song I know by Beyonce. <laughs> oh, excuse me? Like, 03 Bonnie and Clyde would definitely be the choice. Like, that oh. song changed the world. Like, hit, they take over France and they're just listening to N-words in Paris. Yeah, see, oh it God. all like works together. Re- reversing the timeline is fun. <laughs> time, time is a square circle. Why not? Time is a square circle. Yeah. 
Oh, you just blew my mind, so thanks. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Your camera's all blurry. Oh, fuck me. It, uh, it, it'll do that. So you gotta stop the video and come back on and then bingo, bango, get us now. I don't there know why go. it does that. It'll, like, lose focus. And once it's lost, it's like, look, I got nothing. I'm just a camera. Here's why you're one of my favorite people of all time is, like, you're obviously a smart person. Before uh, you say any more, I just want to take in this moment real quick. Please yeah. proceed. <laughs> yeah. You, you obviously, like, you get obscure references. We have a good hat, if you will. Um, oh, that movie. That's the one with the, the mouse or whatever that cooks. <laughs> I think you just broke me. Um, <laughs> but then, like, so, like, the, like, but we're sitting here, like, you're very cultured, you're smart, you're in a thing, but you just, like, like, you come to the podcast looking like this. Like, you just, like, <laughs> hang out <laughs> in a Bob Evans. Like, we, I'm not going to redo last episode, but, like, you're just chilling in a Bob Evans hat, like, all the time. Look, a lot of, okay. I'll say this about Bob Evans and then we'll stop talking about it because we already did. But a lot of people look at Bob Evans and they say, that's good food. That's good breakfast. It's affordable. But nobody talks about their clothing line. And Bob Evans makes some of the best hats in the game. If you get a big old head like I do, go buy a Bob Evans hat because it fits. I bought a really really cool hat last year and it didn't fit. Bob Evans Overall, Bob Evans versus Cracker Barrel. Not just breakfast, not just dinner. Overall, experience um store customer service food cracker barrel versus bob evans where are you going with this uh cracker barrel probably yeah yeah my grandma like growing up my grandma called it like she like was mentally all there and she would call it crackle barrel forever that's hilarious. Though, yeah. It, like she like has her own vernacular and that's what she called Did it. Did she just, just have like a speech impediment? I don't think like that's not that's not like a mental issue. That's just she might not have been great at Yeah, English. no, she just like she just kind of made up words for things. It was awesome. Like I was I lo- she was the coolest person like ever. And uh she still is. But she like uh would just make up words like motorcycles were motorcycles, always. Any breaded product was a croissant. It could be like a biscuit and she called it a croissant. Like, I think she just thought that word was French for biscuit. Is she from like the old country? No, she's a, she's my mom's side. She's from like Cleveland, forever. Oh. Like just like super American. I love that shit when it's like, yeah, because like my family does shit like that too. Like my my nana, I have a white trash tattoo for, her, and uh, <laughs> she, like she'll just like say things, and I'll be like, where the fuck did you pick that up at? Like they've been in, like those people who've like been in the same town for a hundred years, and they're just like, oh, this is what it's called, and it's like I, literally nobody from this town has ever even called it that, no. and you just came up with it, and I know you didn't learn it from anywhere because you don't even know how the internet works. She's she's lived in Parma, Ohio, for legitimately like fifty years. <laughs> so yeah, and I grew up there. No idea where it came from. That's like my nana. Like I grew up in Perrysburg. My Nana could have founded Perrysburg for all I know. Like she has lived at the same, she's eight. If what year is it? 2020. She was born in 1940. So she's 80. And she's been in the same town my mom's whole life. Cause my mom like left there for five. Like my whole family has been in the same fucking spot forever. 
And it's just like, where do you come up with this? And it's nobody's ever called it anywhere near anything. Like, I can't think of like a good, um, like an example of it, but it's like, she'll just say something and she'll be like, well, this is just how it's always been. And I'm like, nobody's ever heard of this. And I grew up in the same town you did all the same people. Like I could find the same people. You've had the same neighbors for 50 years. I'll go next year and next door and ask them and they'll say that's not a thing. So like, dude, this is, this is just still insane to me that this is how this worked out. But like in Parma, the house that my mom and her sister and my grandma like grew up in or whatever, my aunt owns it now. And then the house that I grew up in was like my grandma, my great grandma's house in Parma. And they're across the street from each other. So we've owned those houses for like three generations of people. <laughs> it's just like, they're not that they're, they're Parma houses. Like they're not great, but. Um, and that's like how it used to like be all the time though. Right. Like, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but like people would just like grow up in the same house and like live in like the same yeah. spot forever. And like, that's uh, my step grandpa. Who, like he grew up across the street from my nana who like he's like nine years younger than her or something like that and like he babysat my mom and my and my aunts and then like ended up like marrying my grandma and like but like his mom still lives like right across the street like they just like I don't know if they didn't like I know like tinder wasn't a thing back then so like you couldn't be like 25 miles out of your radius but like there were other blocks in our city that you could have like met somebody from well what like blows my mind is those have like these small houses like back in the day like we grew up my house it was three bedrooms and there was four of us and it was cramped like I shared a bedroom with my brother growing up okay but like I'll talk to my mom and my grandma and they'll be like, yeah, you know, like the neighbors used to have 11 kids. And I'd be like, where? Like, where do you even put them? Like, I, they're not big houses and there'd be like 11 kids in them. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, are people just sharing one giant bed like in the movies? Yeah, like, my great grandma had um, like I had been upstairs in their house maybe once. Like they basically like they had a hole upstairs and like they had that shit like basically shut down. Like there were rooms up there, but it was like filled with so much shit. And I was like, how do you guys even live in in it? Like we live in a one bedroom apartment right now and that's barely enough room for two people. And it's not like we have like kids or anything. And like they basically made their like giant house. It's not giant, but like a full house into a one bedroom apartment and I was like, how do you how do you just know that another 99% of your house is up there and you don't use it? That was like I have a one bedroom apartment right now too, and it's just me. And it's like cramped. I never felt that way until COVID and when you're home all the time, you know? But like yeah, people that have like full houses, I don't know why you're I would like find a reason like something. I'd be like, this is my yoga studio. And people would be like, How often do you do yoga? I'd be like, once, but it's still like still my yoga studio especially after covid yeah like because we moved from like a two-bedroom place down to a one-bedroom and like my plan was like when we started looking at it and before covid and even during covid you're like all right it's gonna be done at some point and you're just like all right i just need a place to sleep i'll be out doing shows all the time and now you're just like all right i'm just like like and it worked fine Yeah. yeah back in stowe it worked perfectly fine because like i was gone four out of seven nights 
like and i mean i'd like come home and sleep and stuff but like you're not in the house like you're working all day then you go do a show and then you come back you sleep you wake up and you do it again and now you're just like all right like we're gonna try to find a house at some point and i'm like i need a room like i don't care yeah. if it's like a podcast room i don't care if it's like the basement like you just need like a spot to be away from like everybody yeah dude i can't i don't know like this apartment i can't imagine another person in here i i had somebody live in here for like one of my fr- it, it was like a weird situation i don't even know how to describe this so i'll try my my ex-girlfriend like had a death in the family and so we were already broken up and then she stayed here for a week because like the funeral was in cleveland and she's like lives not in cleveland and having two people in this apartment for like seven eight days made me want to die and i was like somebody ate my leftover she ate my leftovers one day <laughs> yeah what the fuck how rude i know but like you can't be mean because like you're like i was like oh you're grieving and it's angelo's pizza i would have done the same thing but i don't know two people in here is just kill yourself good time yeah and i mean it's kind of and it's almost like one of those weird things where it's I mean, obviously, I enjoy the person that I live with, but, like, after nine months of just, like, that's all you do is, like, you go to work, and then you come home, and you're just, like, oh, it's fucking, like, it's, you just, you're just, like, all right, like, let's, like, set something on fire just for something different. Like, I can't, it's just so, like, this is what normal people do, though. Like, this is the craziest part is like generations of people would just like go to work and then come home and then like turn on the Simpsons and then like go to sleep and then wake up and do the same thing. And then they have like shitty kids and then they're like, well, that's going to be the different thing in my life for 18 years is dealing with these shitty kids. And then you're just like, that's what you do forever. It doesn't make sense. I've been like setting wild goals on other things because the comedy is like, you can't do stand up right now. And it's not like I haven't been writing, like I've been writing jokes, but at a certain point you're like, well, I can't try them out. So it's like, I can't come back from COVID and be like, hey, here's two hours of material nobody wanted that's completely untested. You know what I mean? And it's not good. Like It's, it's not good. No way like to maybe even know 2% it's of it's good. Yeah. Just like normal joke writing. Like yeah. you can go and you can go to fuck it. Like we talked about it like a while. Like maybe it was last night. I don't remember. But like you can like figure out if something's good in a night or if it's worth like looking. Yeah. And if like it's worth now, just following up on even, you know? Like, yeah. And now it's just like I'll go and I'll like start like and it's you're just so broken from how it usually is where you're like, I'll go up and because the only mic really worth going to is an hour and a half away. You get four minutes of stage time. So you're already like in a time crunch, really. And it's not like I have like any weight where I can like if I go to Gyro and he's like, oh, you have seven minutes. And then you're like, all right, sick. That really means I have 12 if I'm doing okay. Like and I can like move it around and like you're not being an asshole but you just kind of have that weight where you've been going to the same spot for five years so you're kind of like i'm not going to take advantage of it but like if i'm on to something i'm going to keep going yeah and now it's just like and i would just go there with like some like a premise and like work it out into a joke and figure it out where now i'm like i'll start with a premise and i'll like just say it out loud for the first time in a week and i'll be like well fuck like i have to like stop now like this was going to be four minutes on this but this is trash and now i'm fucked for a whole nother week like it, it and it just doesn't like the the development of it's so shitty and i hate 
I hate that especially because like you you kind of write like you have like shorter jokes. You're like actually good at joke writing. I'm not. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like not. I do like I'll do like lo- like longer stuff that are like stories. And so like if I want to tr- if I go to a five minute open mic and I want to try that out, I can get in one of them maybe. Mm-hmm. And like probably right now there's like seven or eight new ones that I think are like worth trying at least. And so it's like, when the fuck does that happen? Plus there's old ones well, that I rewrote that I want to do. Well, right. And it, like, not to suck my own dick here, but it was like, I was going <laughs> to be really, like, I was really close to like going on the road and like doing feature work and stuff, like real close. And it was like, all right, so I'm going to go from doing 10 to 15 minute spots in different areas down to a four minute spot. Like I'm trying to build up to like 25, 30 so I can like go and like do feature work, but like I'm supposed to do like this in four minutes chunks. Like how is that even possible? Yeah. Like, and and at an open mic, like what, like, let's say like, yeah, I'm like decent at doing like, minute minute and a half two minute jokes but like let's say half of those work so like you have you have four minutes to figure it out and like you get two usable minutes that you then have to refine into a real joke like so you're just like what am i even doing here so like now i like grow shit like just for no like you just like find some other dumb shit to do well that's like I mean, like, Joe Graham got in really good shape, and I'm not trying to be, like, he's just shredded. I'm not trying to do that, but I am trying to, like, lose weight, and that's, like, been my new goal. It's, like, I'm, like, I need something, so I've been, like, dieting like a psychopath. I have, like, signs in my apartment, like, whiteboards that just say, don't order food on them, just to keep me, like... Yeah, what, how, how, uh, how much down on weight are you now? Because um, wasn't I'm, it supposed to be 20 pounds in a month? 20 pounds by the, by 113. And I'm down to 235 right now from 242. So seven pounds? Yeah. 7.8. I'm down. I've kind of like I hit 20 pounds down and I've kind of been stuck at it. <laughs> like I wanted to be under 250 by the time I go home, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Like yeah, I'm fluctuating time. between 252 and 254. I just like... Like, you'll get this, I feel like, but there's people that, like, I'll talk to during quarantine, and they're like, yeah, I just gained a bunch of weight. I'm like, oh, what are you at? And they're like, I'm at 190. And I'm like, you didn't even break 200, bro. Like, (laughs) I mean, I've been over 200 since, like, fifth grade. Like, it's not even... Oh, seriously? Even at my best shape, like, I'm... Not to, like, be Cartman, I'm not fat, I'm big boned, but, like, I have, like, a thick, like, makeup to me. Where like even like at two in high school when I was like I wanna I won a state championship in rugby, like and you're running like you can run like four or five yeah. miles in a game, and I was two twenty-five and like That's running crazy. all over. And it's just I, I'm just like thicker, but like that was probably like me at my peak athletic was two twenty-five. And I had like a gut. But like I just and I lost I got down to 235 a few years ago and I just looked emaciated. So like I'm trying to get down to 225, but also like be normal about it because I went from like 275 to 235 in like six months. Like I like dropped all this weight and then like I gained it back instantly. So that's why I'm like I did Noom or I'm still doing Noom and like I look better and I feel better. But like I also like 
like I've ate like shit the last couple of nights and don't really feel that bad about it because I know I can like go back and like eat like a normal person and be back on track. Yeah, that's like the one like I, I, I was kind of like the same because I played soccer in high school and that was like you can run like, you know, eight miles a game sometimes. Yeah. And I weighed like 175. And if you looked at a picture of me in high school, it was like skin and bones. And that was it. Like, it's honestly like you, there's a picture of me at my um at my desk at work. And it's like me and my two grandparents, my senior year of high school. And like, I just have it there. Cause it's like a nice picture that like, we had this thing where it was like, you make breakfast for family members and your grandparents came in. My grandpa, my grandma, my grandpa came in at my desk. Somebody at work, like saw that picture and was like, Oh, is that like your son? <laughs> and I, I was like, you one, about this. Yeah. yeah, I was like, how old do you think I am that I have a son? And two, like, it's so far, like that version of my body is so far removed that you think it's not even me like it's just it's nuts yeah i'm kind of going for like the nate bergazzi body where like i was like kind of fat like all the way through my 20s like i look younger than i am but like i'm trying to like i think what you have to do to stay looking young is just like be fat from like 19 to like 30 and then you just like drop down to like an acceptable weight and then people are like, oh, you're 42? I wouldn't have guessed. And I'll be like, yeah, because I was fat for a decade. There is there is like a weird amount of, I feel like people in comedy especially that are in pretty terrible shape for most of their 20s. And then in their 30s, they like get in good shape, become famous for doing comedy. It's weird, right? Like Bergazzi is one of them, I would say. It's really, because you've got to almost be like, and like since I quit drinking, I quit smoking cigarettes. Like you kind of have to be like wild for like a while. Like and it's like I always tell people that um, like today's the six year anniversary of me doing it. But like I've actually been trying for maybe half of that. So like you have to like almost be like, all right, cool. Like I'm like I just do comedy. I'm a comedian, and like I can take on the world. And you're like I can be out until fucking four in the morning all the time, slamming beers and smoking cigarettes because like I'm cool and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm a comedian. Like people don't get like you almost have to like be like kind of crazy to like get into that frame of mind. And then at a certain point, you're like, oh, to be good at this, like you need that there, but like you also need to like be alive to do it. So like you have to like take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people have a hard time bridging the gap between like being crazy and then actually realizing that like you have to work hard at it. Like you can't just go up there. You can't just live a crazy lifestyle and then go on stage and be funny. You know and it what I works mean? for some people. Like some, some people you have like for some people their entire comedy is based around them being that like there was a um i remember at the stone tavern once like i was maybe like two two and a half years into comedy um maybe it might have been earlier and like this chick would be at the shows all the time and i'm like tanked and like she would just be there so i was like all right but she must be like a like these comedy groupies you hear about so i went up and i was like kind of like trying to spit game and she was like she's like it'll never happen and i was like oh well why not she's like well i have a boyfriend first and i was like and at that point in life i was like i don't give a shit my favorite thing about that is she said i have a boyfriend first so it could have stopped there but she said no i want to make you hurt oh 100 and she's like second of all like you live for like it seems like you live for like the bit like you are like living life to like find a bit instead of just like finding like is she like 
first of all like shot me down as a person and then like shit on my comedy like I wasn't original enough to like just come up with ideas like I had to do dumb shit to get them and I was like and then like but like again like a few years later you look at it and you're like 100% right like I was 100% like just doing wild shit so I would have something new to talk about on stage instead of like sitting down and like making actual good jokes that's I don't know I I like last year like before COVID I dated a girl for like a month or two, and it like ended because she was like, basically like I kind of thought you, you would like this comedy thing was a fad and you were gonna stop doing it and I was like why, like what gave you that idea you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like if anything you're the fad, and I'm gonna stop talking to you. I don't yeah, know. I think because I had already been. Uh... So it had to have been less than two years in because I started really hanging out with my girlfriend. Like, so we just had five years. This will be the sixth year of comedy. So it had been probably six, seven months in. I that must have had to happen. But like, um, it was like I was already like set on doing it. So like, yeah, Ashley, my girlfriend now is like the first person I had ever like really dated while like because i'd always said i wanted to do comedy but like like all the girls i'd talk to you'd be like no like that's stupid it's a giant waste of time like da, 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 da. and then like it was like i just like i finally done comedy and then it was like oh i do comedy like that's part of who i am and like that's like you're gonna have to deal with it at some point and like that's like she's the only person i've dated since i started doing it and i would fucking What's- like die if i didn't do it like What's you ha- same and that's that's why i think so many comics are like dying on the inside right now during covid but the thing that's the craziest to me is the people that usually say that shit are the people who like work 40 hours come home have shitty kids watch the simpsons and like that's their life and then they look at you and they're like you're crazy for trying to do something that you like when you can't just accept that the world's trash like the rest of us that's like what blows my mind I don't yeah. know if you've experienced that, like people telling you, like, "Hey, it's time to grow up," and it's like, "Why did you grow up? Like, why did you do it? Like, <laughs> you look miserable." I mean, why would I, I, even, be like I had a moment, like, it's like a month and a half ago. I was like, before I had my um, weekend at Skyline, because it had been just like the longest time since you've like had a real weekend or you had yeah. a real show, and you're just like, "What am I? Even, like, I'm driving an hour and a half to do four minutes once a week. Like, what the fuck am I even doing? I have these stupid podcasts, like." I'm 30. Like what, like, when am I just going to be like, Hey, maybe this was like the right time for all of this to happen was like just a signal to be like, Hey, you fucking moron. Like, it's not going to work out. Like it's all dumb anyways. And then you just like, I had that weekend and I was like, Oh, like I was that close to giving all of this up. Like there's absolutely no, there's nothing like it. Like, and I, like, I'm sure that like, yeah, like I'm sure that people who like clipping coupons, like I'm sure it's the same thing. Like that's the thing and that hide. like Yeah, like, like, like get some oh, like the Sunday newspaper. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't even need a garden hose. Like and you like you're just like I fucking I love this shit. Like and everybody's got their own dumb shit thing. But like it it just it doesn't make sense like when people just let that fizzle and die or like the people yeah. who want to be like real good at their day job, like those people who like like I work with people now who are like, oh, I want to work up into like upper management. It's like, for what? But like that, I kind of like, even with like my day job, like if I'm going to do something, I want it to be good. I don't want any, if anyone to ever be like, yeah, Joe Briggs half-assed this. You know what I mean? 
So like oh, I still try sure. I still try and do like like just so I can sleep at night, I still try and do a good job at work. But but also like I don't know how you I don't know how that's your like working for someone else and being the best at that is your only goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's kind of my thing is like like giving someone else the best of you and then not doing anything for yourself is crazy to me. Sorry, I got a text from also, I don't know if you want to see this. I found a picture of me in high school to show you how wildly emaciated I am. Yeah, let's do it. I can't share the screen. You've disabled sharing. Um, hold on. Whatever, hold dude. On, hold on. No, hold on. It's from 2000. Is it letting you know? It's from 2010. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you see this? <laughs> That doesn't need that's not even close to you. No, that's that's not at all. Wasn't wearing glasses yet. Actually emaciated. That's me. That's my junior year of high school. You are so handsome. Thank you. I (laughs) was wildly I was like one of those kids that grew into his body. Like I grew a bunch and then I didn't know how my limbs worked. Yeah, let me find let me find one of mine. Because I've like legit looked the same for 20 years. You, you know, like, but, uh, that was, like, one of those things when I hit, like, my, like, mid-20s. I, like, looked back at a picture for me in high school, in high school. And I was like, oh, you're, like, a pretty good-looking kid. I don't know why you were so nervous all the time. Dude, just, like, straight up, like, it's it's a, that classic, like, uh, like, if I knew then what I know now kind of situations. Yeah. I'm trying to find one of me that's not, like... And I'm sure that's going to happen. People. Like when I'm in my 40s, I'm going to look back at my time in my 20s and be like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, here's one. Like, I'm that, that gentleman. Like, and it's, this is 2008. So I'm 18. Wow. So mine was 17. This is you at 18. Holy shit. Yeah. And like, but it's like real weird where like those guys that are in there in that picture, they're 16, 17. Like you're like a child until you're not. It is really funny to me that neither one of us wore glasses and now we both have like pretty stylish friends. I had contacts. Oh, okay. Oh man. Also, just to make you, I know we were talking about like how there's no shows right now. So I think you do this too. I have like a spreadsheet where I track the number of shows. This was like before COVID. I did it a lot more religiously because there was more shows. But I have a spreadsheet that tracks the shows I did, the bits I did, and then how well I thought it went with like notes because I'm a psychopath because I want to like keep track of everything. I didn't go that deep into it. That's yeah. AJ Georgie shit. Yeah, it's it's too, it's almost too deep, honestly. But I um did two shows like a week or two two weeks ago i think a week week and a half ago at the winchester and the first three like two and a half three months of 2020 it's now the same number of shows that i did in like two and a half months through the rest of the year so i mean that's yeah, I haven't just to updated... put this year in perspective i was doing like five six shows a week at the beginning of the year and then so far it's been like not you know this year so my spreadsheet yeah I did. So this year it was sets, how much money I was making, how much time I did and how many miles in that month. Um, so like in 2019, I had 166 sets. Um, You're going to say dollars. 
<laughs> like this year, this year I still made, um, let me look here. I've made almost $600 this year off of standup. Really? Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrible. Like I had a good February and I got like, if you do like a weekend, that's 125 bucks. Like that's, I mean, that's a quick way to do it, but like, um, well, that's, and that's the thing that I know you said this at like skyline, I think, but I feel like I was finally starting to get like opportunities to get paid and then COVID happened. Like I'd finally gotten in at the funny farm and I felt like like maybe my chances of looking up at the funny stop is just hard because I would live so far away. And like my goal for the end of the year was to host once or get a guest spot at hilarities. And it just like trashed all that. Like just throw away your goals. Well, and that's like my goal this year. Cause I stopped looking at um, like last year's when I really did it was like, I stopped looking at how, how much I was getting like this year. I wanted to track how much I was getting paid because I was yeah. going to see if it was like possible to make the jump. Like maybe not this year, but like soon into it or like at the end of it, something like that. And so I wanted to see if it was like possible. Um, so that's why I tracked the money. But like I would have like in 2018, I would like try to hunt for paid shows because I thought I was good enough for it. And then you're just like, all right, well, I didn't get that many because you're just hunting for it. So 2019, I was like, all right, I'm going to do as many shows as possible. And if a quarter of them pay, like that's still better than I'm doing now. Yeah. So and then like this year it was like I'm gonna try to go for 200 sets and now I'm not even gonna hit 100. Like it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, I think I was. I think as far as ballpark as number of shows go, I was trying to do a show. So three. I was trying to do 365 shows that year, like in the year. And I just I don't even know what it is. I didn't even want to look because it was too embarrassing. And it's not like it's my fault, but you know what it is right now and that's the that's the weird part about it like it's very hard to not like just because like usually you're like and now there are a couple shows each week that i can still go to and i feel like shitty about it like i'm not but like i'm not going to them like i just don't feel like going to a fucking karaoke bar in the middle like in the middle of a pandemic just to like get time and that's like the other thing too is like I don't know if you've done shows like this where you're like because the last couple of shows I did I was hosting and that's like so that you're like the first thing the audience sees when you go up and it's tense like if it's a room of people it's like I, I don't think I've ever been in rooms that were like that tense and tight pre-pandemic you know what I mean because everybody's just yeah like it's a nervous. little tight I mean it's one of those things where and that's something that I like, I trained myself for so long on. Like if I go to like an open mic, I I would like to go like first, like I volunteered to go first at every show. Like one, I want to do my time and then go home. Like yeah. that's like, I'm, I'm, especially since I quit drinking, like I'm past like hanging out until three in the morning. Like I'm just going to go stand at a bar drinking fucking club soda until three in the morning. Like that's just weird. Um, But like, I would just like, especially being doing hosting like you're the first person the crowd sees so like I would like to go up on stage as early as I can um because like I don't want them to be warmed up like I want to see if something actually works so I want to go first or like last and so like when I I started hosting again in like May like I did like that first weekend that the funny stuff was open and it was like it was tense 
but it was also like they're all going through the same thing I am so like the first show I like started trying to do like my act or like bits and you're just like no, like they don't give a fuck like they it's just like it's anymore because it's right the world's so fucked yeah so I, like now like I have like an opening bit about mass like it's a joke but like you go up there and you're just like look guys it's all like you just point out right off the rip like yeah. it's all weird like it's very strange right now like even with the back like it's gonna be weird for a while like we're all in this let's have some fun you're not like I'm not gonna yell at you for being here like I'm here too I'm not gonna yell at you like and that's where like people who bitch about people doing shows they just wanted to be out of comedy forever and like this is their reason to like quit yeah and like they want to shame people because they don't want to do it like it, it's like they're just angry people who want it out and now they can't like be cool like they found out they're not original without doing like open mic <laughs> bullshit and having seven people think they're cool so like the two things that so like one is i don't know if you you probably don't remember it but i have like a joke about how i have a bad tattoo of an anchor on my arm i'm sure i've heard it and it's like I don't want to toot my like I like you know your set and you know like a joke that's like you can put in a set and you know it's gonna work. So when I host, I'll make sure to end on that because I know it's gonna land. It always does. It's just like automatic. And the last show I hosted, I went out and this was my mistake is I went out first and like put the ground rules down for like how to behave. If you're like don't wear wear your mask, don't do this. No jokes, just like laid out the rules and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna do some comedy now, and just like ate shit like didn't eat shit but like it wasn't great you know yeah and then i ended on that joke and i like know where to pause because i know where the big laugh is and i like paused and there was no laugh and i was like wow this really fucked up my timing because i like listened back to it and i was just like this was this it's like a weird listen even yeah and it was like they like doing um skyline they like sent like rules on how they want their host to work and it's like and i even told like bridget who uh runs that spot I even like I asked her beforehand she's like we just send it out for people who have never hosted like just go do what you normally do yeah and I was like all right cool like because it's just like make sure that you do this make sure and you're just like let me go fucking like I'm gonna make sure that people know to buy drinks I'm gonna make sure that people know to fucking tip their wait staff I'm gonna make sure they know like where the show's at like like you're fine like it's gonna be fine let me go be funny for 10 seconds and then we'll get to like the business part of it yeah and like I don't know, I get it from like their end. Like I obviously get why they want people to say that, but mm-hmm. if you're not gonna, either way, it should be a given. It, like if you're not gonna tip your bartender, you're a piece of shit. That's like you know, unless they like spit in your drink and then like killed one of your family members, you should tip them. Well, and it's also like, and I like I even have like before the end of the show like especially at skyline like they'll do like a shot special after the show which like isn't mildly irresponsible to do a shot special right at the end of a comedy show (laughs) when people are driving home sure but it's wisconsin like let's let them live like whatever (laughs) and so like you go up there and they'll be like don't forget to like like it was like a green tea shot and it's good shot which like the yeah i mean the bartender was like the first time i did it i was like so if you guys want a shot that sounds healthy but definitely isn't go up there and do it and like the bartender was like you can't say i was like it's called a green tea shot and it's like you're giving them shots directly after it's a comedy show like did you sell any and she's like yeah we sold more than usual i was like all right then like there we go yeah 
and she like she was very nice about it but she was like come on now you can't like talk shit about the shot i was like we're in a comedy club these people just ate pretzels like that's the only food there is they're drinking booze like they're like that's all they're doing like they're housing alcohol like that's all it is like i'm here to sell booze and like make them laugh once or twice like i know my spot like i plus it's, it's, it's not like you roasted it. like i always like like it's funny when people make fun of like an open mic room but like if you're at a club I feel like unless you're like a certain level you don't make fun of the club you know and that like you didn't make fun of the club you just made fun of the drink and it wasn't even bad like yeah and it's and it's not even like her drink it's just like i like it's the name of the drink like it sounds healthy but it's still alcohol like that's that's, just a joke as far as a throwaway joke for a cocktail goes that's pretty solid like (laughs) right like Like, I'm not, like, fucking Bill Hicks, like, here, like, breaking down why it's bad for society that we have a shot called a green tea shot. I'm just like, that sounds like it'd be a lot better for you than it is. Like, that's that's it the does. joke. But whatever. I mean, it's like, she wasn't, like, that bad. About, like, I don't want it to be, like, oh, the club told me not to. It was just, like, uh, like, come on, dude. Like, you know what we're doing here. And I will, and that is why I will never perform in that club in my entire life. <laughs> is dude, it because... It's so cool. It's the like nothing. There's nothing wrong with hilarities. There's nothing wrong with the funny stuff. But like it is, maybe it's because it was like the best I've been treated hosting a spot or like working on a spot. Well, did you see what happened to? Uh, did you see what happened to Zanies in Nashville like this week? Yeah. Oh my. That God. was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Right through Nate Bergazzi's face. We talked about him for like ten minutes and we didn't bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it just because I guess the story because I watched it just because like I follow the booker of that club because she's engaged to like one of the guys on Nate Bergazzi's podcast. Um, And so like, like she shared the uh, news story and like the guy just forgot to put his emergency brake on and it just went right through his face. And I love that like the only like there's a for anyone that doesn't know that outside of Zanies has a mural of a bunch of famous comedians and like Nate Bergazzi just got his last year. And this truck crashed through his face only. <laughs> Specifically his Specifically face. his face only. <laughs> and she even shared, like, she shared the picture of, uh, like, her car. She's like, I don't know how it didn't hit my car and then yeah. go into it. Yeah. Like, it just barreled through there. Which is, like, we were trying to talk Pete. Me and uh, Chris Harvey were trying to talk Pete into uh, rearranging the funny stop. Like, it was just one of those like post COVID days where literally nobody was there yeah. on like a Wednesday or it might've even been like a Thursday show. And we were just like hanging out, like just like talking shit, me and Chris Harvey. And we're like, we just need to move where the stage is, move it to that right wall where like those, like those bar tables are. Yeah. And then it opens up the room so much more. The bars at the back of the room instead of yeah. the side of the room. And like it just like opens up the room a lot more. And then I was like, well, what happens if some asshole like just drives through the wall? <laughs> and like, so now, now it's like know. a real thing. Now you know. Now you know that a friggin' Mack truck could drive through the wall at any time. A, yeah. Um. Do we have a rule that we came up with? Because I need don't to don't drive trucks through comedy club walls. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a pretty easy. He didn't even drive it through. He just didn't have the brake on. I think the I think the rule is time is a circular square, and Jay Z. Time is a circular square. That's and Jay Z and Beyonce are always. Well, that's two rules. We only have one rule an episode. 
Yeah, but if time is a circular square, then it's really only one rule. It's a square circle. It's not a circular square. Is it not? I'm not a time wizard, okay? I used to be in another Did you lose circle. your license? <laughs> yeah, from malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, we have the dumbest set of rules. A Wait, can we run through them real quick? What are they? Yep, I got it. Give me just a sec. Uh, we got we are all gods. The solid Obviously. start. Honestly, Joe and Ray are the start. best gods. Yeah, that's another great start. Yeah. Um, our members are strangers. We stole that from the pilgrims. Great start. Um, bang whoever you want until you're married. We stole that from the Wampa No Eggs. Um, and then this is when we started making up our own rules, and it really goes south. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Number five is uh, maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> Number six is our bidet flavor is Jamaican me happy. And that's then, a solid rule. <laughs> that's not a bad rule. Um, and then number seven is time is a square circle or a circular square. I do love, uh, this is like when you're like, like you read that list of rules and it's like, it, it was like a mom and pop company. Your dad worked his entire life to make sure things were in order. And you can tell where like the sun took over. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part, like legitimately my favorite part, and you can tell exactly where it goes downhill is before the episode, like before episode five, which would have been, maybe it's cold outside. Um, is when we came up with that rule you were texting me the whole day like hey maybe we should have a structure to this and like there should be like a reason and a rhyme behind things and then right before that episode i was like so what are we gonna do and you're like let's let, let's just fucking do it and then, <laughs> <laughs> so it was so it, it's it's fine like i'm perfectly fine with that it's just like one of those you're like you know we should really have a point to this and then you're just like, fuck it, let's roll. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's Knowing do it. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I don't even know what the battle is. but I don't know what the other half of the battle is, but knowing is half. Oh, Jesus Lord. All right, well, time is a square circle or a circular square. Uh, neither one of us are really sure. Um, we are going to... We'll do this whole episode as, like, free to the public. Because, um, fuck it, there's not really anything worth cutting out of it. Uh that says special for what i think we should start doing targeted episodes where only only i I hope we have the technology to do this where only one person has to pay so we're gonna be only one person is paying so no i know every single episode it's free (laughs) (laughs) yeah every episode is targeted to one person yes that's that's how it works i meant i meant free to like and we pick a name at random. Like this week, this week's funding is brought to you by Brett Thomas. And then we just have to like send collections after him and be like, we need your six dollars. Oh, that'd be fun. Like yeah. we could just bill people. That might be a Randomly fun stick. Bill people. <laughs> 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 it's even funnier if it's like we start doing companies like Nike. <laughs> well, don't here's even the start thing. small. So this is uh this is this episode's tease. Uh, I'm so like the whole episode is going to be free uh, for everybody, but for if you're a Patreon member, I'm going to make it so you can see our new logo that's going to debut uh, at some point TBD. Um, so I'm going to put that as a post so you can see the new logo. 
Um, but we're not going to switch like the podcast art or anything over until we decide to release it. So, um, so if you want to see the logo early, um, you can subscribe to be a stranger or a Patreon member at patreon.com slash W I R R. Um, and then we are also recording, uh, we may or may not be recording together in person sometime soon. It depends on what COVID rules are and who wants to get mad about this. So regardless, uh, if you see one where it's us recording, like even though we started this podcast like six weeks ago, um, this the recording that we do was from last year before COVID started. Just before we go, this entire episode, I've been charging my like Fitbit. I just got a new Fitbit. And I was charging it, and I was like, I want to see how fast this thing charges, because it's the first time I put it on a charger. I got it yesterday, and I picked it up, and the battery was lower, and I was like, how the fuck did it not charge? It's because I didn't have it plugged in. So, and like this episode ended said, on a real downer. No, but we'll bring it back up, because you said Brett Thomas once, and you just instantly took over his, like, autism when you just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not autistic. <laughs> But you know exactly what I'm talking about. His, like you're just yeah, like his inflection. The yeah, you just completely took. And but like that's like a story that he would tell you the first time he sees you. He'll like walk into a room and be like. <laughs> so I plugged in my Fitbit that I just uh, bought, and I uh, didn't plug it in. And you're like, "Cool, Brett. <laughs> like it's good to see you." <laughs> Dude, my favorite. This is the last thing before we go, just because it's Brett. My favorite thing about Brett is, and I'll like if I'm hosting a show and he's on it, I always bring this up because it's so funny. But the first time we ever hung out, he came to my apartment and we just like watched TV. But the first, like, I thought I was going to his place and he thought he was coming to my place. So I drove to his house, watched him get in his car, and then followed him back to my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And then when we were here, it was just like 20 minutes of us apologizing to each other for the misunderstanding. And then he left, and that was it. It's just like because we're both the most like insecure people. It was so funny. <laughs> I would pay so much money to see that happen. Just to yeah. be like, all right, well, bye. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I think we were later. watching like I think you should leave or something, like the TV show. And it'd be like quiet for a second, and one of us would just be like, Hey, I'm sorry again for that mix up. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first the first comic hangout of like outside of like a mic or something. It's just always so funny because you're just so like, good. actually, yeah, but you're like, I don't care. Like, you're just like, like the only person, like we're friends and we're buds and like we usually talk for like two minutes after this. But like, there's like, there's a play, like our friendship is around like good, a thing. Good save. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, but like our friendship is like based around a thing. Like if, like, sure, we would like check in every once in a while and be like, hey, what's going on? But like, there's people who I've like... Like, Jay Hunter. Like, I love that dude. But I haven't, like, texted him in six months because I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Life? Like, th- that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, it- and when I when COVID started and there was, like, an actual lockdown for three months, I did that to a couple of people where I just was like, what's up, man? And it was weird. It was really yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, and, like, literally, the like, I lived with Anthony Savat and, like, for a year. And, like, so he's, like, one of the only, like, comedy people, like, I'll just, like, go hang out at his house and just, like, chill because you're, like, like, we would just, like, watch Cavs games together and then just, like, sit there and, like, roast the Cavs. Like, and you just don't, like, 
for most people, I just feel like sitting there and like, I wouldn't have that relationship. I would just be like, yeah, so let's talk about uh, LVT. Like, I don't like, that's not interesting or fun. Like, I don't want to do that. All right, whatever. We're going to be done with this. Listen to the commercial for the Patreon after this. Um, Anything else you want to say? Do you need to promote anything? What I would like to promote is um, I'm working on a new project. It is called the Comedy and Mushroom Podcast. And if you can go give it a listen, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like we should just be. So when you see the logo, you should just be happy that the logo ended up with the right name on it. Uh, We'll just put it that way. Dude, Uh, So the, the guy that made the logo texted me this morning and he's like i have covid <laughs> like he was working on it and he felt shitty and he sent it to us went to the doctor the next day he has covid maybe he should have gotten it to us sooner <laughs> <laughs> i told you we were gonna put a we were gonna put a hex on him Did you, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to anger gods we'll just leave it that way <laughs> all right bye all right see you. If you liked anything that you heard on this podcast or you want to become a stranger yourself, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R to hear out all the things that you have been missing on this episode, uh, the things that we cut out, the good stuff that we uh, saved for our strangers, and you can also sign up to see the video podcast so you can see us uh, live and in person ad-free with no edits at all, patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R.